Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is indeed the broadcast for March 18th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. Absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. A quick recap of yesterday's show starts now. We had our guest on, Mr. James Edwards. He talks about race, politics, and hypocrisy in 21st century America. He does a radio program called ThePoliticalCesspool.org. Does a great job. They consider James a racist. It's a lie. They even called him the leader of the KKK in the media. Well, here's what happened. He's never even been a member of the KKK, much less a leader. He doesn't agree with the KKK. But here's what they said. In the court case, they literally said, we realize that saying somebody's a leader of KKK when they're not is absolute libel and slander. It's like the quintessential definition. But they said, you know what? He's not a member of any of those things. He's not a leader of any of those things. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Because based on Aesop's fable, the company he keeps, oh, he's a racist. And therefore, they can say those things. I'm telling you right now, the courts have ran off the rails, folks. So the mainstream press called James Edwards a racist, called him the leader of the KKK. James sued because it's not true. It didn't matter in modern courts. Can you believe that, ladies and gentlemen? What a sad tale to tell. You listen to James, though, and you'll learn something. Is James an advocate for the white race? Yes, he is. You want to know why? Because he's white. Are there people who advocate for the black race? Yes, there are. Because they're black. And then, you know what? I advocate for all races. Why? Because God made us all. That's why. And I think every race should celebrate their heritage. Don't you? I think every race should advance their race. Don't you? I think every race should be proud of their heritage. Don't you? I think every race should learn about their heritage and learn about other races and other heritage uh, or other racial ethnicities and heritage. We should learn about one another. We should celebrate one another. We should be friends. We should realize we're all Americans. We're all Americans and we're God's children. My goodness gracious, do we have so much in common. There shouldn't even be time left for our differences, should there? But there you have it. See, I bring that up and I'm a racist, right? I mean, that, that, that's how crazy these people are. Anyway, we gave a big old shout out to co-host Kurt Crosby. I basically said, love you, brother. We talked about his raw honey. Deliver directly to your door to learn more. Get a hold of Kurt, 801-669-2211. Kurt, C-U-R-T at libertyroundtable.com. Or his website, localhoneyman.com. Check all that out. Proud Boys got bigger as police looked the other way. New York Times writes this piece. Proud Boys accused of leading a mob to Congress followed a bloody path to get there. That's right. And the cops, all the way from the local level to the FBI, helped them. And then they blame that on the Donald. What is up with that, folks? The New York Times even documenting that reality check, huh? Hour two, Liberty Roundtable live yesterday. We played the best of the Eagles on the border. 
great tune. They've taken it all off of uh, YouTube and Google and everywhere else um, as they continue the, uh, what, strip us all of everything holy and good and take everything down and just manipulate search engine results and everything else. I mean, it's out of control, folks. Anyway, we're talking about Joe Biden speaks on Cuomo controversy. Says he should resign if allegations are true. Okay, well, I agree with that. But Joe should resign from office. Joe Biden should resign from office if allegations are true. Yeah, allegations leveled by Texas Governor Greg Abbott and A.J. Louderback, five-term sheriff of Jackson County, Texas, both of them have basically claimed that, you know what, Joe is literally working with the illegals to violate the law in America. You know what, sending communiques saying, I know Border Patrol, based on the law, turned you away, but please come back. We'll help you get in the country. A.J. Lauterbach saying a communique from the Biden administration to illegals uh, is evident, and he has proof of it. All right, let's, let's lay that out. Okay, Texas Governor Greg Abbott basically saying, hey, I've been talking to Border Patrol agents. You know what? Joe's policies are literally enriching the drug cartels and the sex traffickers. Whoa. Them are bold things, folks. Pardon the French. You know what? If, if Donald is guilty of an insurrection by saying to the peaceful rally, please go to the Capitol and, you know, peacefully and patriotically ask them to look into vote fraud, and that's insurrection? Then Joe Biden literally working with illegal aliens to promote illegality in America, undermining the law, enriching drug cartels and sex traffickers. And we should be putting Joe away for a long time, shouldn't we? Donald Trump Jr. criticized CBS for pulling live episodes of the talk following Sharon Osbourne's apology for defending Piers Morgan. So Piers said he didn't believe Meghan Markle. Sharon defended Pierce, saying, I don't agree with him, but he has every right to think what he wants to. This is America. Oh, boy, they slaughtered her. She apologized. I don't think she should apologize. She didn't agree with the sentiments. She didn't agree with uh, it. She just said people have the right to think to their own opinions. And that's where Sharon's wrong to apologize. Right? But you know what? The problem with all this is, folks, is this cancel culture. And, and the conservatives are falling for it big time. They all apologize. I'm not going to apologize. Look, I defend Piers Morgan. Not necessarily because I agree with him, but I do. I don't know that I believe Markle's claims either, at least not all of them. Nine times out of ten, there's two sides to a story, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be very clear. And you're not hearing the royal family's side. And I'm not defending the royal family. I'm just telling you from experience, you don't know the whole story. Okay? So I believe Megan is you know, somewhat telling the truth. A lot of what she says is true. But it's also her side of the story and her view. Okay? And uh, you know what? When is something racism versus when is somebody just concerned about different things? You know, do you have a right to be that way? But yet, you know, the problem is you say someone's worried about their children getting darker or the browning of America, and they say you're a racist. Are you really, really worried about racism or are you worried about your culture, your way of life? You know, when is it racist versus when is it legitimate concern for other reasons? See, and the problem is nowadays, it doesn't matter what you say or do. Once you're dubbed a racist, there's no going back, right? That's the problem with all this. Anyway, long story short, so I say that, you know what? Piers is right. He doesn't believe her. He has every right to think that. I don't believe everything she says either. 
I believe we only have one side of the story is what I would say. I'm not saying she's lying. I'm just saying I don't believe it all, and I don't believe it's the only perspective we can have on it. Now, Sharon said that to defend Pierce, too, saying he has a right to his opinion. She doesn't even agree with Pierce, but I do. So I'm, I'm worse than Sharon. She's going to apologize because they attacked her. And in the cancel culture, once you're attacked over race or defending anything that resembles it, uh, you know, somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who might possibly have said something they shouldn't have said at some point. Boom. Racist. Okay. Guilt by association. Done. End of story. Okay. I'm not tolerating that garbage. I'm not apologizing. I have every right to my opinion, whether you agree with it or not. Call me a racist. I don't care. It's not true. You're lying. But you know what? You can lie all you want to as well. Freedom of speech, baby. I have my opinions to which I'm entitled to, and so do you, right or wrong as they may be. But I'm not apologizing. I defend Piers Morgan, for his, not because I even like what he says. I don't, I don't agree with the guy on hardly anything. But he has every right to think and feel and believe what he wants. So does Sharon. Well, anyway, I digress, except to say Donald Trump Jr. chimed into this. And he said, oh, man, how horrible it is in the cancel culture that, you know, and he goes on and explains it. Okay, he's right on this. He's absolutely right. Why do I then bring up shame on Donald Trump Jr. for this? Because he came on a radio program with me and James Edwards. That's right. It was an incredible program. He came on the broadcast on Super Tuesday. That's right. Super Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. And it was a great interview. And he loved it. And he stayed longer uh, than he agreed to because he enjoyed every bit of the interview. But then he got attacked because he said, oh, my gosh, Donald, went on a, Donald Jr. went on a racist show with Sam and James. Boom, guilt by associate. And what happened is then Donald tried to distance himself from us by, by, I don't know if he was lying, but by stretching the truth. He's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know this was going to happen to me. I don't know how I got on that show. This is horrible. Look, his publicist reached out to us, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so maybe he didn't know that. That's fine. But don't throw us under the bus as if we're lying or if we baited and switched on Donald and played games or something like that. And so they tried to attack me. I fought back hard in the media, forced several retractions in the mainstream press over it all. It was a big old fiasco. Nevertheless, Donald, how dare you criticize um, this the talk show for shutting it down, criticize you know everybody for attacking Sharon and Piers and everybody else, but yet you did the similar thing to us? Shame on you, Donald. Shame on you. Why don't you come back to the radio program, Liberty Roundtable Live. Admit you had a great time on the program, because you did. Uh, admit that we're not racist, because we're not, and you don't know anything about us. I'm the guy that has said for literally decades on the radio, we're all God's children. Let's behave like it. Let's be kind to one another. Let's realize we're all God's children. Everybody should advance their own race. If you don't want to advance your own race, there's something wrong with you. Why? Because children are a blessing from God and we're designed to procreate and have children. And any child that I have or any children my children have, grandchildren, etc., that's advancing my race, is it not? That doesn't mean because I want to advance the white race because I'm white that I hate every other race or that I mean any harm to anybody else. I want to advocate for my race and have children and I want everybody else to advocate for their race and have children and having children is God's way and I want that for all the children of God do you final story of my recap the TV ratings are in for the 21 2021 Grammys and the numbers are brutal no one's watching anymore folks they're sick of the mainstream press you wonder why huh you know where the solution can be found mr. president in churches in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. 
More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got two guests with me right now. Brian Rust, RustCuttingGift.com, and Eldon Stahl. Eldon Stahl's with John Burt Society. He's a field director, been around for a long time defending the sacred cause of liberty. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's start with Brian. Hi, Brian. Hey, how you doing? Marvelous, my friend. How you doing? Great. All right. I don't even know where to start, man. There's so much news, it's crazy. Let's just start with the Honest Money Report, shall we? Let's do it. Gold? Uh, seventeen thirty-one twenty. Seventeen twenty. All right. Uh, seventeen silver. thirty-one twenty. Correct. Silver. Twenty-six point two five. Twenty-six twenty-five. How much of them silver eagles silver dollars cost right now? Uh, they're still around that thirty-eight dollar range. All right, you got to pay th- thirty-eight paper dollars for one of the two thousand and twenty-one United States Treasury minted. Silver Eagle, silver dollar. Why it's 38 to 1 is something somebody in the honest media ought to explain there, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think of that, Eldon Stahl? Uh, it takes 38 paper dollars to buy one Silver Eagle, silver dollar. Both are produced by the government. Um, shouldn't we force the government to stop the fake news and tell everybody what's going on, sir? Yeah, they've certainly debased our money supply, haven't they? That's just a terrible thing. Oh, it's out of control. Yeah. Yeah, we need to have honest money, and uh, it becomes blatantly obvious even to the casual observer when they compare a paper dollar to a silver dollar, isn't it? Yeah, people just kind of go, what's up with that? And my response Mm -hmm. is, hey, fiat money's a sham. (laughs) What what can I say? could be the beginning of learning. Amen to that. Hey, Brian, tell us about the rest then. Rhodium, where are we at? Rhodium's 25,500. Whoa, it went way up? 
So what's up? Yeah, another two grand. That's plus. quite a bit, buddy. If I look at percentages, that's like a ten percent or something like that, eight percent rise, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly Ooh-wee. right. Kirk Cosby's getting <laughs> rich, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Honey infused <laughs> rhodium. It's like, whoa, dude, that's you're right. tearing it up. <laughs> Honest money report, ladies and gentlemen. Gold seventeen thirty one twenty. Silver twenty six dollars twenty five cents. Uh, that's just basically the spot price, though. The spread uh, gets greater. How much does it cost to really buy um, gold now? Then can you get it for that? The, you know, around that. Yeah, you're you're paying about the eighteen hundred and twenty five thirty dollar range. So, so it's about $100 on that, not more. Near as big, and it's really primarily because uh, one gold so expensive comparatively now, uh, but also because of the disparity between silver and gold. That's a lot of the reason, right? Yeah, that's part of it. That's right. One other reason I think that relates is how much silver is used in products day to day. That that has a big effect too, doesn't it? It does. I mean, you know, they don't. I mean, hopefully, investors kind of see some of this and so on, but they, you know, they really don't project. I mean, our numbers right now aren't showing any of that projection and of uh, industry. The industry is going to pay what demands the price. They're going to pay it. You know, this is in order for me to keep my business open or, you know, or whatever, where, you know, they don't take that into effect. So when people look at the, the paper price, they say, well, hey, it's only 26. Well, how come I'm paying 35? Well, industry's paying the 35 or, or around that market, uh, and, and and we'll continue to pay that, you know, the supply-demand price, right? And yet, so we try to educate a little bit the fact of, okay, well, you're going to be paying that as well because they're going to be paying that. And so that supply-demand really drives it. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Um, there's a couple of things of interest I want to take or pick your brains on this. So the IRS now is planning to delay the April 15th tax filing deadline till May. Mid-May, I guess, giving taxpayers and tax practitioners more time to file returns, according to Bloomberg. What do you think of that, Ellen? Well, it's convenient in a way for uh, taxpayers. They did that last year. I think they delayed it longer, though. Yeah, it was like till July or something like that in June. I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> which I guess was nice. But uh, you know, in the end, uh, we all got to pay. Uh, Pay the taxes, I suppose. Can I just be super blunt? Mm-hmm. Do I dare be super blunt, Brian? Can you guys handle yeah, that? Yeah, do it. Let's All do right. it. You know how I roll, buddy. All right, <laughs> check this out, man. So if you don't have your crap together, <clears throat> tough crap. If the IRS doesn't have their crap together, let's delay it. Isn't that what we're seeing, Brian? <laughs> let's start I with you, buddy. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think that's that's what's going on, isn't it? I mean... They're going to penalize me because I can't, you know, get my crap together. But, well, they kind of do whatever they want anyway. Aren't and the reason I in? say crap in this purpose is on purpose. I know that's not really good language. My poor mother would be dying going, Sam, stop. <laughs> but you know what? When you have to keep all your receipts and when you have to keep track of this and, you know what, you gave Larry a dollar and Steve, you know, whatever. And every single transaction you do, you got to report to your government. At some point, you would say it is crap. You know what? This is bogus. Yeah. This is garbage. This is unacceptable. This is un-American. Eldon? Yeah, it, it's just been, the income tax has been used as a way to control people. And, uh, you know, remember uh, there were people saying, well, the tax exempt status is going to be used to, uh, 
to um, track people and oppress them and all that. And people said, no, oh, that never happened. And you remember what happened under Obama with these uh, uh, Tea Party groups that were 501c3s? Yeah. You want to respond, Brian? You want well, to I, to this? yeah, I, I, you're right. Didn't they? Didn't they come hit them pretty heavy uh, mm-hmm. with with the, the burdens and, at that point? Yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, it right. took them a while to finally get to get uh, paid. But. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I bring this all up though because you know what? I I agree with Eldon. I, I mean, I guess it's good that they're going to delay it. Why don't we just delay it forever? If delaying it for a month is good. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, delaying it for like a year's better and 10 years <laughs> right. is even better. And we just, you know, why don't we just do tax delay pro tax delay <laughs> plus. And it's just like, we're going to delay it for like a, a generation. Well, how about forever? Think of that, Brian. Amen. I, I like that. No doubt Not about because it. I don't want to pay yeah. my fair share, but because it's such an abusive tax too. As Eldon wisely points out, it has become, Look, let me just ask you what terrorism is. And if you go look up the define of ter- the definition of terrorism, and then you go back and look at the IRS and you go, man, they are used to browbeat people into submission. They are used as a political weapon by the bureaucrats against the common man. Okay, The IRS is a criminal organization that's unconstitutional and should be shut down forever. And I sure wish Donald would have yeah. got that done, but no. Now Biden will never get it done. But, folks, we've got to stop the con game. Brian? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, right now it, we're in full Weimar, aren't we? Isn't that the printing of money in major? That's a, a major national crisis. I, I think we uh, uh, same with our tax burdens and all this. I mean, it, 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 no doubt about it. They put the pressure on you, make you scare the scare tactics, and you're going to pay. Yeah, I, I get a lot of these commercials that pop up that hey, I you know this this outfit right here saved me. You know, I owed fifty thousand, and now I only got to pay five. I mean, okay, well. I'd like to if I only if I owed fifty, I'd like to only pay five too, right? But I think it's the crock all the way along. Am I too bold on the topic, Eldon? I know people would say, Sam, your rhetoric is just hardcore, buddy. But you know what? How do you call it anything else if you're honest? Yeah, uh, that I think you're you're right on, Sam. You remember when Ron Paul was running for president and he advocated getting rid of the income tax, and people said, "Oh no, Ron, that's crazy. What are you going to replace it with?" Well, basically, uh, he said. Yeah, let's replace it with the liberty, the freedom to keep the fruits of your labor. Right. How about that? And Glenn Beck tried to mock Ron Paul on that topic, and Ron just snickered and said, go do your research, buddy. And Glenn actually did and came back and said, Ron's right. Oh, well. So I don't know if you guys knew that, but there you have it. Good for Glenn. But you know what? Glenn should be pushing to get rid of the IRS like I am. And if enough honest Americans would start to stand up pretty soon, our greater numbers would call a halt to the con game. Yeah, that's true. Okay, and I'm not here to jettison taxes 100%, ladies and gentlemen. I do believe that there are legitimate taxes. There are legitimate ways to fund the proper role of constitutional government. So don't think that I'm anti-government. That's a flat-out life in the pit of hell, too. Okay, the truth is I stand for the proper role of constitutional government. And so I stand for two ways that you can tax the people indirectly. So you could do apportionment taxes. You could say, hey, there's 3 million people in Utah. Therefore, there's 330 million people in America. Let's do 330 million. That's the total amount of people. Let's figure out what the total cost is for the federal government. Let's divide it and find out what each individual owes and then tell the states, hey, you got to pay that amount to the federal government. And if the federal government's obeying the rule of law and on good behavior, carrying out their 
designated or delegated responsibilities, then by all means, we'll, as a state, pay our three millionths of 330 millionths, if you will, and there you go. And by apportionment, you wouldn't need to use this as a political weapon. You wouldn't need to abuse the people. You would have the federal government obey the law because the states would demand it because they control the money, not the other way around. That's one way they could generate legitimate, non-direct tax money. The other way is tariffs at the borders, which Donald Trump advocated for, and good for him. He's right. We don't need abusive tariffs at the borders. But you know what? Those who want to play in the greatest economy in the world can help cover the costs, can't they? Yeah, I support small tariffs. Liberty Roundtable live. Brian Rust with us. Eldon with us. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Russian Foreign Ministry did not give specific reasons for the recall of their ambassador to the United States on Wednesday, but stressed that Moscow's relations with the United States are at a difficult state and accused Washington of bringing them to a dead end. Without any evidence, the U.S. intelligence community released a report saying Putin influenced the 2020 election. President Biden said Putin will pay a price and called Vladimir a killer on mainstream media. Severe weather ripped through Texas, Louisiana, and Alabama Wednesday, leaving tens of thousands of residents without power. And a major severe weather outbreak is expected to remain a risk over the next couple of days. The woman whose coughing attack on a San Francisco Uber driver went viral this week was charged Wednesday with multiple felonies for the crime. Arnett Kimier, who refused to wear a mask while inside the vehicle, faces up to 16 years in prison and $3,000 in fines. We are USA Radio News. It's happened. Since Election Day, more than 5 million people have downloaded the free Newsmax TV app from their smartphone store. It takes seconds, and with the free app, you can watch Newsmax TV right away. Most cable news channels require a paid subscription, not Newsmax. You get real news whenever you want. At home, Newsmax TV is on all major cable systems, and it's free on OTT devices. Your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, Vizio, and Roku, YouTube, Zumo, and Pluto. Now, the free smartphone app lets you watch Newsmax easily wherever you are. So check Newsmax.com online for breaking headlines. Then go to the Newsmax TV app to watch the latest news with Sebastian Gorka, Dick Morris, Greg Kelly, Diamond and Silk, Michelle Malkin, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, and so much more. Newsmax is already the fourth highest rated cable news channel in America. Everyone is watching Newsmax because it's real news for real people. U.S. leadership in South Korea with North Korea on its mind. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau reports. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin met with their South Korean counterparts on Thursday in the Biden administration's first foreign policy trip. Blinken said that conversations regarding North Korea centered around the denuclearization of the communist state. We are committed to the denuclearization of North Korea, reducing the broader threat the DPRK poses to the United States and our allies, and improving the lives of all Koreans, including the people of North Korea, who continue to suffer widespread and systematic abuses. Blinken also addressed the role that China was playing in the region and the destabilizing effect it was having. We are clear-eyed about Beijing's consistent failure to uphold its commitments, and we spoke about how Beijing's aggressive and authoritarian behavior are challenging the stability security and prosperity of the Indo-Pacific region. China has denounced what it called U.S. efforts to foment unrest in the region and interfere with its internal affairs. USA Radio News.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, Eldon Stahl, field coordinator for the John Birch Society with me. JBS.org, the website, thenewamerican.com, the other website for their incredible, I'm going to say it again, incredible magazine. Also, Brian Russ, RussCoinandGift.com with us. If you want an honest person in the coin business, someone who can guide you right and help you understand how important it is to take possession of your metals, Brian Rust is your guy, com. So we're talking about the IRS delaying, and that's, I guess, good news. I just wish that delay forever. We're talking about how unconstitutional the IRS is and how it's being used as a weapon against the people, and it's been done for decades. Remember the IRS in the beginning, folks, the income tax was supposed to be just a temporary war tax. I'm just waiting for the temporary to be untemporary there now. It's been a long time. <laughs> You know, see, they lied, folks, is the bottom line. And see, that's why I'm so hardcore bullish against the IRS, because you know what? They lied to you and said that it was a temporary tax for the war. We should have never let them do that. And the income tax, by the way, is one of the ten planks of the communist manifesto. It isn't in the Constitution or the Bill of Rights or the Declaration of Independence. Uh, scriptures speak of taxes to be grievous to be born, so let's just go there, shall we? Okay, so I'm not too hard on my rhetoric. In fact, I think I'm spot on. And I think what we've got in America, we're just too soft. We're just like, oh, what's a, one of those things that are just a necessary evil there? We uh, have to put up with this because, you know, we got to have the government, don't we? Uh, Sam, if you're saying that, you're like anti-government, aren't you? What do you think? Okay, you guys are off your rocker nuts. You guys have been indoctrinated and brainwashed to be whacked out crazy. Okay, the fact is, there are proper ways to pay for the legitimate roles of government, which I completely, 100% constitutionally support. Tariffs at the borders are fine. Not big, belligerent, crazy tariffs. But you know what? The players that play well in the marketplace of free enterprise um, have a very tiny, tiny, tiny tariff. And those who don't play well and honest and moral and good and appropriate to the capitalism free market principles, um, then they have higher terrorists at the border. That way we have this appropriate way to reward those who are good actors, not bad actors. And to make a long story short, between the apportionment tax that I spoke of earlier and the um, tariffs at the borders, we can certainly pay for all the proper constitutional government needs, Brian. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, also you'd have, I mean, if we, if we, live within our means as I have to live within my means. And if our, you know, government did the same, I think we'd have less government. We wouldn't need, uh, uh, all this government, you know, bills and so on and, and reckless spending. And, uh, I think, you know, and we would, we, like you said, Sam, I think we'd be willing to pay our fair share. Right. We, we put forth our, what we've done and we'll pay that, but, but yeah, just evil, evil, uh, practices and, and, uh, is what's going on, and we see it. You bring attention to it. There you have it, it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, um, Eldon, what do you think on this, though? I, I'm trying to be honest about the reality that we face. The IRS is the tenth plank of the, one of the ten planks of the Communist Manifesto. We did not have it in the Constitution. Uh, there are legitimate taxes, and I'm articulating the solutions of how we can literally pay for the legitimate, proper role of constitutional government with checks and balances. Okay, this is not crazy talk. This is pointing to the real answers, isn't it? Yeah, and, and really the income tax as we have it now today as a direct tax on the people from the federal government, that had to be an amendment to the U.S., to the original U.S. Constitution to even uh, lay the groundwork for that. Uh, because uh, you, you mentioned before, right, the apportionment type of tax is 
uh, taxing the people indirectly through their state governments. That was how it was done previously. And the U.S. senators were also elected by the state legislatures. So if the U.S. senator came back and said, well, your taxes are going up, uh, they might not get reelected by their state legislatures. They'd say, mm, you know, I don't think that's uh, really such a good idea. Um, you need to go <laughs> take another job. Back to the drawing board, ladies and gentlemen. That's how it ought to be there now. Uh, anyway, I digress on this. I don't mean to take forever on this topic, but I really want people to understand um, the proper role of limited government. And I really want people to really realize I am not anti-government. That is a, that is, I'm telling you, that is just not true. Okay? I advocate for the proper role of government. And I want to use the Founding Fathers' wisdom, and I want to use the supreme law of our land to... Um, carry out that proper role in a very limited, very specific, defined by the Supreme Law way. And I do believe there are legitimate expenditures and requirements of the federal government, and there's delegated authority, delegated power, delegated responsibility, and there needs to be funding for those delegations. I agree with every bit of that. But when they want to, you know, buy $1,000 toilets at my expense, and when they want to run around and grant themselves raises at the drop of a hat when the rest of us are suffering, and when they want to Okay, it starts to go, wait a minute, stop, hold on. You know, when we start building bridges to nowhere, I kind of go, wait a minute now. And that's all possible because of fake money, Brian. If we had constitutional currency, this wouldn't even be possible. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, the rich keep getting richer. And, you know, the evil evil uh, ways and their agendas just seem to, you know, we shake our head a lot of times at, at those things, a bridge that goes nowhere. I mean, common sense, obviously, we're not building that, right? But it, it happens. And, and then those are the things that I think, you know, as, as uh, you know, American people, we're, we're getting really frustrated with the fact of, of all this that's going on. I mean, we, we let's look at a little bit of history here, a little bit. Uh, Lebanon right now, you know, the violence that's going on in their streets, their currency's worthless. People can't afford food. Venezuela, third richest country, their currency, and people waiting in lines of banks, and and that, I mean, when does it stop? I mean, it's it's a it's a world crisis that that uh, I guess the people at the top or their agendas just destroy those at the bottom and could care less. Really, they say they care, but I don't think they do. And uh, all all in the the great name of uh, filthy lucre, right? It makes you wish you were Tevia. If I were a rich man, what do you think, Eldon? <laughs> well, wouldn't it be nice if, uh, just like government, we could have this spigot that turned on unlimited power and unlimited money, and that's what they want, right? They're just yeah, uh, that's what they've really granted <laughs> themselves, and we, the people, yeah. need to wake up and call a halt to that con game. I'll tell you that. Right hey, Kurt ought to now. Kurt ought to be pouring that money uh, or that honey in the ground for those money trees. I think now we'd all like one of those money about. trees. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, if you if you use raw honey, your honey tree will grow big and strong, <laughs> and great dividends will come to you, my friends. That's right. All right, Biden has a clear message for migrants. Don't come over, he says. The problem is he's waited so long to say that, and he's indicated so differently, not only on the campaign trail, but as president, and he's literally gutted uh, the laws of our nation by undermining them. Uh, as I mentioned in the notes before you jumped on, Brian, and Eldon heard this, you know, A.J. Louderback, a five-time elected sheriff, basically says there's communique where even when the Border Patrol, based on the rule of law, turns away immigrants, Joe Biden has been reaching out via his administration saying, no, 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 come back to the illegals. And now you also have Governor Greg Abbott down there saying, hey, you know what? Texas Governor Greg Abbott 
said that Joe Biden's immigration policies are incentivizing, incentivizing uncompanied minors to travel to the United States border. And the Border Patrol is telling Greg Abbott that, you know what? Joe Biden's policies are enriching the drug cartels and the sex traffickers. Okay, wow. this is the kind of stuff going on, ladies and gentlemen. All right, now, Florida Representative Matt Getz said that American taxpayer money is fueling the waves of migrants heading to the U.S. southern border. So this is the kind of time when I stand up and say, look, this is not the proper role of government. This is insanity. Uh, the um, government of the United States, the federal government, is charged with the delegated responsibility to protect our borders from enemies foreign and domestic. Joe's failing at his duty right now. And if he's literally participating with the illegals via those communiques, and he's really enriching the drug cartels and the sex traffickers and the human traffickers, at some point you say Joe needs to be impeached over this, ladies and gentlemen, or he should resign. But this is criminal activity, gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No doubt about it. I mean, and it's it's just sad. I mean, you know, I, I think there again, common sense. I mean, that, that's what, you know, I think the, the Biden administration and others, I mean, they look, they look at us like, hey, we're just little puppets. You, you don't know. We know best. But yet common sense would, okay, well, you know, we're, it's not that we don't, wouldn't like people maybe to come into this country or so on, but they got to do it the proper way, the right way. And that's the problem that we're having is they're, they just, they won't allow us to speak and say, well, you know, it's just like investigating the, the voting fraud. They, they just won't allow anything to take place in common sense view, right? They just, here's our agenda and this is where we're going. And that's just that, crazy. Ellen? That's crazy. Well, one little insight on in this little tidbit is uh, back in 1992, Joe Biden, he wrote an op-ed in the uh, Wall Street Journal, and it was entitled, How I Learn to Love the New World Order. Uh, <laughs> for those of you not familiar with the New World Order term, Where was this written? That, uh, 1992. But in what? what uh, uh, Wall Street Journal. WSJ. Wow. Yep. All right, hang on. I want to hear the rest of this story from Eldon in seconds. Okay. Brian Rust, Eldon Stahl, Sam Bushman, hard-hitting talk, if I were a rich man, <laughs> on your radio. <laughs> The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
Hello, TPC family. It's James, and I've got to tell you that I sleep better at night knowing that there are organizations like the Conservative Citizens Foundation. The purpose of the Conservative Citizens Foundation is to promote the principles of limited government, individual liberty, equality before the law, property rights, law and order, judicial restraint, and states' rights, while at the same time exploring the dangers posed by liberalism to our national interests and cultural institutions. The Conservative Citizens Foundation also seeks to educate the public on the dangers of extremist ideologies like critical race theory and cultural Marxism. I've worked with the good people at the Conservative Citizens Foundation for many years and their work comes with my complete endorsement. For more information and to keep up with all the latest conservative news headlines, please check out their website, MericaFirst.com That's M-E-R-I-C-A 1-S-T dot com MericaFirst.com Eldon on fire, ladies and gentlemen. Eldon Stahl with us. Joe Biden out of control. Criminal is Joe because he swore an oath to uphold the supreme law of the land. But now, Joe Biden, how I learned to love the New World Order. This is serious. Serious business. On April 23rd, 1992, this all happened. He penned a piece for the Wall Street Journal. In of it, he speaks of breeding new life into the new world or into the United Nations charter, etc. His words, not ours. There's an article about this in the New American that you got to check out too. By the way, the New American, I'm telling you right now, a premier magazine of just fact after fact. They just deliver some of the best uh, information ever. Anyway, I digress. Uh, but uh, Eldon, let's let's break this down a little more. Well, uh, the New World Order is basically a term referring to world government. There's a lot we could say about it, but basically that would be the end of independence of our nation and all nations and uh, concentrating power in the hands of a global elite, uh, all all kinds of uh, international organizations and agreements. Effectively, that would uh, mean that there would be no local control. Um, But Joe Biden, he came out and said, hey, I love this idea. This is a great... And remember, this is shortly after... George H.W. Bush came out and was very public with the term New World Order after many, many years of people saying, ah, oh, New World Order, that's just a, that's just a conspiracy theory. No, that doesn't exist. We're not trying to form a world government. Bush uh, Sr. was um, public about that. And then, remember, Pat Buchanan, he was running and said, when I get elected as president, the New World Order comes crashing down. And that was a big thing. You remember, might remember that. Uh, yes, so, it was, and yes, I do, sir. Okay, so so that's kind of the context. And then there was this uh, discussion about it. The Wall Street Journal, they're actually pro-New World Order, but they had somebody, at their point and counterpoint, apparently somebody wrote, uh, the New World Order is not a good idea, or the government is bad. And who comes in to save the idea of New World Order? Well, that's Joe Biden. <laughs> and he says, yeah, you know, we should strengthen the United Nations to be uh, the, as envisioned by its founders. Now, these are not exactly the founding fathers, mind you, that formed our United States government. The founding fathers of the United Nations include uh, Molotov of the Soviet Union, uh, not exactly a good guy. On our side was, uh, you know, such a wonderful person called Alger Hiss, who was later shown to be a Soviet 
spy, a Soviet <laughs> agent, and he helped with Molotov to draft the United Nations Charter, which Joe Biden in this, in this piece said that, uh, why not breathe life into the UN Charter? Uh, life meaning that the United Nations should become not just an embryonic world government, but an actual functioning world government. Uh, now we have this man as president, and of course people around him that think and, and, and I want to just say, by the way he became president, you know, with his vote fraud allegations, with his illegal activity on the border, with his literally lies, Biden has a clear message for migrants, don't come over, but yet he's sending behind the scenes all kinds of dishonest communiques to the illegals. Look, we're talking serious, serious insurrection, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about an illegal border crossing coup d'etat uh, that they're trying to commence here. And now we find out, you know, the Greg Abbott and this uh, Florida rep Matt Getz and A.J. Louder all having evidence of criminal activity by the administration. And now on April 23rd, we find out this guy swears allegiance virtually to the United Nations in the Wall Street Journal. Wow. Okay, how I learned to love the New World Order, which is absolutely opposed to 180 degrees from his swearing an oath to the supreme law of the land, which says, I will protect America, so help me God, from enemies, foreign and domestic. And uh, the, the oath is slightly different based on you know, whether you're in the military or whether you're a police officer or whether you're the president of the United States is slightly different, but the fundamental principles are the same, which is, you know what? America first, baby. I swear an oath to that. And now we have evidence of him, him directly, actively, because you could say, oh, in 92, he's changed his mind now. Fine. Not true. And, and so this is criminal activity. And I don't know anybody else who has the guts to say this publicly as I do, Brian. Nobody that I know of. Well, wow. I mean, it's just you, you see more and more and more things happen, more things happen, and no one's saying anything. But you, you, Sam, I'd love to see you jump in office, Sam, where you be at the head. Maybe you could run for president. We could get you in, and it might. That would be awesome. So uh, yeah, they those who know, go for Eldon, us, Eldon those who go for honest money, they murder, year. buddy. Eldon could be a great vice president. You guys could do it. It would be a death sentence, though. If you advocate for honest money and you really can take action to make that happen, they'll just flat out kill you, Eldon. Well, yeah, we'd have to lay the groundwork, certainly, in the states to support something like that. But, uh, well, everybody's got their role, I know. But uh, Now, the reason I just bring that up with Joe, about Joe Biden is you talked about the open borders. Well, the fact is he does not want open borders, and there's a reason for that. If you're going to have a new world order, uh, obliterate inter, uh, independence of countries, you've got to have open borders. right? You can't, you've got to have the free flow yeah, of Yeah, how are you going to have America first when uh, yeah. you know, people hold on to those ideals? What you've got to do, and forget the browning of America term, you know, let's just talk about the education of American ideals reality. You know what? You need to understand your liberty. If you expect to be ignorant and free, you expect what never was and never will be. In other words, all these other people, they're not bad people. They just don't understand what makes America great. And they don't understand the checks and balances. And they don't understand the principles that we, the people, need to uh, advocate for and stand up for. Now, it gets worse before the end of the hour. i got to mention this headline as well, gentlemen. Headline says this. House Democrats blocked a proposal by Republicans that would have required illegal immigrants to test negative for the coronavirus before they're released into the United States. So not only are we releasing illegals into America, but we don't even have to test them to make sure they're negative on the cocoa first. 
You and I can't go anywhere. You know, you got to be tested and everything else by mandate and all this stuff. But you know what? The illegals, we don't even really need to test them. Just release them into society illegally. See, this is the kind of criminal activity we're talking about, Brian. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. How, how does Larvita feel? I mean, they want to shut her business down. They don't want her to work at all. But yet now let's let more people in and they can do whatever they want. I mean, it's it's such a double standard. It's it's unreal. I mean, on one hand, you just get sick of it and want to laugh and just blow it off and ignore it because you feel like your hands are tied. You feel so disenfranchised. But we can never, I'm going to say it again, never, I'll say it one more time, never <laughs> give up, Elder. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, one thing I like to point out is is that the Democrats especially, but you know, certainly people like George W. Bush and things, uh, they use immigration for political purposes. Immigration for political purposes, not just this. They always have this rhetoric about, oh, we're such a welcoming country and we want to just, you know, have this melting pot of people. But they want immigration to change society. That's a Marxist, that's a socialist type of idea to use immigration as a way to just uh, rev- as revolution, as a means of revolution. Uh, that's, oh, that's something, of course, we should not have. Right. Well, if you use that, Brian, if you use that for political purposes, I just want to say, though, and you put that above your oath of office, at some point, you know what? I think it's criminal personally. That's an opinion to which I'm entitled. But forget criminal activity for a second. Americans need to know that so they can simply dismiss you and elect somebody else who cares. Yeah, but they, they own, they own this, this uh, wicked press, right? The white, and, the, and they don't want to report on any of that. I mean, you know, we have to you – know, it's like bringing up an article in 1992 – who. I mean, you, we're talking about it, but I mean, I, most Americans probably don't remember, or, or, or that you know, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, they 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 hide that agenda. They don't want to bring it up, and they they're going to say what they want to say, right? Not this, this what we're what we're talking about. I agree, Eldon. What do you what do you say to that though? I mean, it, you know, um, it reminds me of the country song. Here's a quarter. Call someone who cares. <laughs> well, Joe Biden, he ran as uh, supposedly this moderate, and of course he was running against somebody like Bernie Sanders and uh, Elizabeth Warren, so uh, maybe it didn't take a whole lot to uh, convince people that he was a moderate, but, but really he's been very much a radical um, for, for many, many years. So it's just been, uh, you know, he's got to try to market himself to people, though. A uh, real, real dangerous person, though. Oh, boy. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You know, all I can say about this, <laughs> here's what they say. Breaking. Biden tax increase is a coming. Did you see this, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to raise taxes on the wealthy. Joe's going to get it done. Oh, yeah. yeah he's, talk- he's talking about it. That's right. You know, it seems like every time they raise taxes on the wealthy, I become more wealthy. <laughs> there you go. Oh. How'd that happen? <laughs> I don't know. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm wealthy. Sure, I'm not sure how to respond to that, but all I can tell you is let's just raise all the taxes, and then Eldon can fund all of us then. All right. Well, I wish that were the case, but I, I guess in the eyes of the government, I become wealthy. Right. Oh, now I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see yeah. You're yeah. wealthier than most of the world, buddy. So therefore, we got to take what you got. Yeah. And the more wealthy you become, the more, you know. 
it's always, well, uh, you know, the wealth, and we think it's going to be somebody else, and it actually ends up being us. Yeah. Winning that, Brian. <laughs> you go. That's right. That's, yeah. Add a little more tax. And, and one thing I think you ought to do, Sam, is add music to the agenda. I mean, you've got it. Uh, yeah, little, the music little hits there are great. Yeah, man, I throw on some tunes, man. Yesterday I was playing the Eagles. I don't know if you've ever read the lyrics to On the Border. I like it. You ever read those yeah. lyrics? Yeah, I, I, the Eagles are my group. I like the Eagles. All right. Have you, yeah. Are you familiar with the lyrics of that, Eldon? I'm not. It's an Eagles song called On the Border, and it really talks about government, you know, Big Brother and government, and they're spying on you and your telephone calls and everything you do, and you better comply or they're going to get you. And Oh, boy. You know, you got to look <laughs> those lyrics good. up, buddy. Just type on the border lyrics, buddy, and you'll find it, and you'll go, woo. I'll have to do Doug Doug Go or something. I'm supposed to find it. That is correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Google, you know, they were like, can't find it. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> wow. There you go. Folks, let me just tell you something right now. They want you to be discouraged. I know everything around you looks negative, and that's the way they love it, right? That's what they like. But we need to take courage in our God. We need to take courage in that Americans have been faithful and loyal, and we've been in hard scrapes plenty of times. Just ask General George Washington, if you choose, to make the point. Uh, But all I'm telling you is that we can take courage, though, right now. We can take courage in the fact that we're still on the radio, that we're articulating these beliefs and this understanding. You know, restoring the republic seems so far away and seems so impossible. But never underestimate the American people who turn to their God Almighty, Brian. That's right. Amen. All right. Final words sure. yours, Heldon. Well, we got to get involved. We got to. We, we can't just assume that somebody else is going to do it. And as, even though prayer is very important, um, you know, God even told Moses to go to Pharaoh several times before He miraculously dro- drove them uh, or saved them from. Uh, slavery in uh, under Pharaoh. So we got to do our part. Amen to that. Thanks for being alongside with the ride, Brian. Godspeed. RussQuinnandGift.com. Eldon is going to stay with me second hour, and boy, do we got a bunch of new American stories to talk about. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> killer stuff. Thanks, Brian. Hey, you bet. Great job, guys. Killer Thanks, stuff Chris. for Brian Rust, Eldon Stahl, and Sam Bushman. God save the Republic of the United States of America. But we got to get up and go to work, folks. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for March 18th. In the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our two of two in the goal always protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country. Eldon Stahl on your radio. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Sam. Good to be here. Man, there's so much going on in the news, it's shocking, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's just, whoa. Every time I turn around, there's more. And I kind of think that what they're trying to do is overwhelm us 
with topics. One of the, mm, what is it? Um, is it Kalinsky? Is that how you say it? Ideas is to overwhelm us, right? Which is well, it's kind of like the Cloward Piven strategy. Or Solinsky is what it is. Solinsky, sorry. Solinsky, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so there you have that. They're trying to overwhelm us with the news. But I think we can stick to the things that matter the most, ladies and gentlemen. I really do. Biden planning largest tax hike in 30 years. You know, will we let that go through? Time will tell. Let's keep an eye on that ball. All right. Um, I want to mention a couple quick things, then we'll get into these new American articles. Trump told Maria, what's her name on Fox? Maria Bartiromo. Is that how you say her name? All right. Anyway, Trump said that he hopes Meghan Markle does run for president in 2024. And uh, he says he, it might increase his chances of running if she does. So I kind of find that interesting. And Megan, you know, people are, you know, Brian and others are saying I should run for president. I don't think so. Uh, but all I'm telling you, <laughs> Megan Markle, what does she know about, you know, being president? Um, yeah, that would be kind <laughs> of unique because we would all of a sudden have a, at least a former royal part of as president that would uh, raise a number of questions, I suppose. Well, and then she's, I don't know what she is, what race she is, really. That's hard to kind of figure out, too, right? Um, Yeah. Not that I'm into racism, but it's funny. Somebody's half white and half black like Barack Obama. Right. Black father, white mother, and they say that he's black. I don't get how that works. Yeah, well, uh, you know, he's he's black when it's politically convenient for him, I guess. And uh, uh, no, I guess there's no uh, big advantage to being white, so people don't say, well, look at me, I'm half white so therefore i'm white and um you know i'm blazing ground for white people yeah like if you're half white and half latino then you're latino right yeah and latino really isn't a race so it but some people treat it as a collection of whatever ethnicity you know you you can be black and latino and you can be white and latino yeah but if you're black and latino are you black or are you latino buddy it's it's tough. I mean, it, I, I suppose it depends on the situation. <laughs> and I guess it also what depends do you do, on, right? <laughs> it also depends on how you look. If you look more Latino, then you'd say I'm Latino, and if you look more black, then you'd say I'm black, probably, right? Yeah. But in that uh, very uh, situation, wouldn't you denote that you're a racist because <laughs> you're you know using visual cues to determine someone's origins of ethnicity, and you know you go. It just gets weird fast, folks. Look. These race things don't matter, okay? Either you're for God, family, and country, or you're not. And if you are, you're my friend. And if you're not, you're not. How's that, Eldon? Yeah, that's right. The You know, racial uh, differences, and there's been other uh, types of differences among people that have been used, but uh, the basic strategy among the Marxists has been uh, try to divide the people so they're fighting among themselves so they're easier to pick off and uh, and, and uh, establish a you know, big uh, intrusive tyrannical government over them. Uh, in the United States, the racial issue has, has been a, a convenient way to do that. All right, I don't want to spend our whole time on race at all, folks. I just wanted to kind of highlight that because it gets very strange fast. And they're pushing into us into a corner over this term that they love, this, I don't know what you want to call it, but way to get you out of the discussions. If they toss into the mix that you're a racist somehow, then all intelligent discussions are off because you're so evil that we can't even really talk to you. 
And so they use this as right. the cancel culture card of shut up and sit down mode. And we've got to talk about this enough to stop that. Okay? The idea that I'm a racist is insane. Have I made racial jokes in the past? And have I heard racial jokes and laughed? Yes, I have. Not because I want to mock anybody's race, but because some things are funny. Okay, just like as I'm a blind person, some blind jokes are quite comical. Okay, that doesn't mean that I'm mocking the blind. Okay, or deaf jokes or people in wheelchairs. You know, there's a line not to cross when you get offensive. I get it. But there's also a reality that we can celebrate our differences and we can laugh at them and we can poke fun at ourselves a little bit and not mean harm. And not cross the line into tasteless and abusive or shaming or bullying or any of those kind of things. There is a, a, a way to have kind of a common sense, realistic approach to those things, right? Like I always make the joke, they put these little Braille things up on the wall a little bit higher than your head or about as high as your you know face or whatever you want to say. These little teeny Braille things, they're probably two inches tall and two inches wide or something maybe five inches wide at best or whatever. And it says men's bathroom or women's bathroom on the wall right by the door, right? And I know that sighted people trying to help out blind people or whatever, and they got these <laughs> Americans with Disabilities Act compliance things and all these governmental <laughs> mandates to do this, to be handicapped or capable and compliant. And all. Okay, I get it all. I understand all that. But you know what? I have to mock it, though. I have to say things like, you know, if I could, I could probably find the bathroom, I could find the urinal and the sink faster than I could find that little emblem up there. First of all, okay, I don't mean to be rude. I'm just being honest. And secondly, that's if nobody's standing in front of it or standing near it. Yes. And you know what I got to do is say, can you, can you people please get out of the way so I can feel the wall? I don't know how high it's going to be either because it might be higher or lower slightly depending on the building now. And so I got to feel the, and I might as well just ask somebody by the time I get all that done, I might say, Hey, is this the, is this the place for the dudes? You know, <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing, or you know, um, do elk go in here? Or <laughs> all I'm saying is, you look at that and you go, "What on earth?" And I appreciate the attempt, but I also got to laugh at it a little bit too, right? Is that making yeah, fun of the blind yeah. there, Eldon? No. Oh man, it kind of reminds me of the story of uh, you know Ray Charles had this guy I can't remember who it was that uh, visiting him and uh, went to his house and. Ray Charles started shaving, but he was in the bathroom, and it was dark. He says, Ray, Ray, turn on the lights. You're going to cut yourself. And Ray says, oh, don't worry. I've done this before. Right? So uh, blind people don't need to turn on the light to shave, right? They'll be just fine. Well, depends how blind you are. Maybe you know more about that. Sorry, I get calls from my day job sometimes. This guy wants to tell oh, okay. me about this program he's got for me. He can help me with all these things that I didn't know I needed. Brian, oh. or uh, Eldon. Yeah. yeah he, he can help me. I, I didn't know I needed it. And that's kind of the thing with this blindness thing that I have, that I joke about or whatever. It's kind of like, okay, I didn't know I needed that. Because, see, all you got to do is ask somebody <laughs> yeah. where the restroom is, and somebody be like, yes, sir, that's the mail. That's the men's room. Or whatever. And, 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 and all I'm telling you is I understand the attempt, and I'm, I'm not downing the attempt. I know they mean well. So I don't mean to mock right. them, but it is a little bit funny, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I got my hands out. Yeah. And I'm trying to feel for the Braille thing, and there's a woman right there, and she kind of <laughs> dodges me and goes, sir, and I'm going, I'm just trying to find the bathroom there, ma'am. It, it gets a little awkward. And yeah, it's like the laugh? government. Um, we're here to help. <laughs> can we laugh at that awkwardness and those uniquenesses of all of us but not be hate-filled or racist or, or 
you know, is that possible in our society? And I don't think it is. Yeah, it's difficult. Uh, it, I mean, what what happens, I, I know a lot of times, there, let's say some bill comes up and it happens to be about, oh, I don't know, immigration is maybe a good example. And the left know that if if they can't win the argument, then they'll just say, well, you know, we know that person in their heart. They just have a hidden um, animus uh, hatred against people of color or whatever you want to fill in the blank. And then often that works if people just say no, no, or they back and down. If I, and or, if I back down and I backpedal and I say, no, that's not true, and if I start to win the argument with facts, then they say it's so ingrained in you. You don't even know you've got it, Eldon. Yeah, right. Uh, it's just, it's just, it, it ends up what? being this uh, absolute nonsense. Now, I have met people that I would say are genuinely, uh, uh, you know, traditionally what we would consider racist by the definition of racist. Not, not some imagined. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Sure, there are people out yeah. there who do yeah. feel superior because of their race, or yeah. feel that that other races are beneath them, or not human, or whatever else. And I find that despicable and evil. Yeah, it's really unfortunate when people go down that tangent. It's just like you know, this. Good luck with with uh, trying to have a conversation with them. But That's right. but you know, for the most part, I've seen that racism is used as this political uh, weapon, so to speak, to, and people try to uh, exaggerate the prevalence of racism and then try to accuse their political opponents of being, you know, secretly uh, just hating people of, of some group or another. Now, there um, are real racists out there. I agree, Ellen, yeah. that they do exist. However, I want to make a point. Even though I find their views deplorable, even though I find their views objectionable, even though I completely disagree with the view, you know what? I do defend their right to think and believe that if they choose. Not because I like it. Yeah. I hope to use my patience and my kindness and my love and my logic and my uh, reasoning and my stories and my influence to change their view to be correct on the matter. No doubt about it. Okay, but I don't believe they don't have the right to their beliefs, even though it's, it's you know, I don't think so. But you know what? Because otherwise, if we say they can't have that belief or we're going to jettison them from society or they become the lepers of modern-day society, then where do we go when it comes to a belief that I have that somebody else disagrees with? So I don't, I don't agree with them. But I do support their right to think and believe that way if they so choose. But I will use all my influences to change their view. Yeah, and most people just look at it and say, you know, uh, we th this doesn't stand hang up. Hang tight, Eldon. Sorry, hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, may I ask you, what is the KQ? You know, the kosher question. Most Americans will spend their entire lifetime purchasing food from the supermarkets while having no idea that almost every packaged food product on the grocery shelves is certified kosher. Indeed, the kosher question encompasses not only food and religion, but also affects our economics, politics, and our identity. In an effort to promote awareness to the kosher question, developers have published an app for your smartphone that features a database of food products that have not been kosher certified. The Koshertified app has prominent advertisement on TPC's homepage, or you can check out its website at thekosherquestion.com. With the cesspool of politics getting even deeper these days, why not leave the swamp and start eating in favor of your own interests? Check out thekosherquestion.com today and download the app. 
I reinstated a policy first put in place by President Ronald Reagan, the Mexico City policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God. All right, let's have Eldon Stahl finish what he was saying. I'm so sorry for the interruption, sir. <laughs> That's okay. Now I forgot what I was going to say, right? <laughs> well, you were basically saying, hey, you know what? Um, sadly, there are racists out there. We completely disagree with them. And I was making oh, yeah. the point that even though I completely disagree with their views, I defend their right to have those views, folks. And we cannot create lepers, uh, in other words, racist or lepers in our modern-day society. Because if we do, what happens when then the general view is against a belief that I have? So I'm not defending their beliefs. I'm defending their right to think and feel and believe as they choose. And if we don't, we're in serious trouble. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, sometimes people will have views that are kind of way off the wall type of thing, and we can disregard that. But at, at the same time, uh, sometimes they'll have views that are, um, you know, pretty credible. So it's it's important to be able to try to sort through those things. It's, it's uh, you know, that's it's difficult, but uh, just totally writing somebody off is, uh, you know, that as if they're, all their ideas are, are bad, it uh, also can, can be dangerous. Well, they just came out with a hilarious Sleepy Joe bobblehead. Did you see this? I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, man, they say this limited edition collectible. <laughs> <laughs> Order today. And um, it basically has this bobblehead in, 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 uh, you know, of Joe, and he's in his pajamas. Mm-hmm. And he's holding a... Uh, <laughs> A donkey there, and he's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bobblehead. They say you can get yours right away, Eldon, and it'll be phenomenal, and you'll have this collectible about Joe. <laughs> it's well, there you go. It's got Biden's bed as a base, Sleepy Joe on the front, comes in a <laughs> premium collectible display box, <laughs> and uh, the head actually bobbles. Yeah. Order today. And um, they say they're almost out of stock. <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah. is the free market right there. You know, find a demand and make a product to satisfy the <laughs> demand. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to put this headline, almost out of stock. Hilarious, sleepy Joe, bobblehead. All right, enough of the joy and fun. Enough of the. Sometimes when you take on these topics, Eldon, you've got to just laugh a little bit take a little bit of a break and go Whoa. so you can keep your sanity man yeah that's right, right. we <laughs> we find that with the john burr society we we cover a lot of topics that are pretty serious pretty heavy and it's uh, 
a little humor here and there sure helps a lot because we're dealing with pretty serious stuff sometimes. All right, did you hear former NBA star Sean Bradley uh, got hit while he was on a bicycle about a block from his home? He got hit in the back, and he's paralyzed now. Did you see this? No, I haven't. Yeah, so our prayers are with Sean Bradley and his family. It's horrible. Oh, man. That's, yeah, it's it really is. horrible. So I thought I'd bring that right. to your attention. This is what I mean by there's a few news stories that I had to get to. Mm. Disney CEO Bob Chapman, or no, Bob Chepek, I guess is how you say it, announced Disneyland had reopened on April 30th, buddy. So Disneyland's finally coming back after a year of being forced closed by the government. Now, you know, whether you're a fan of Disneyland or not isn't the point. This is pretty epic changes there, sir. Boy. It's, uh, <laughs> that's how California has been. It's quite a, um, I guess that's why they're trying to get rid of Newsom, right? And one of the big reasons. Hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully Disney, Disneyland has not changed so much that it, it takes the magic out of it. Well, they probably will. All right. Anyway, yeah. Donald Trump recommends his supporters get vaccinated. USA Today, former President Donald Trump said he will urge his his supporters to get the COVID-19, and he says this. So everybody, go get your shot, quote, is what it says. What do you think of that, Eldon? Um, No. I'm not going to do that. No. Yeah, I'm with you. He did acknowledge people have their freedom. That's Uh, pretty good for a politician. That's good. Yeah, that's better than... uh... You know, Joe Biden, who said, well, you, you might get to celebrate and have a barbecue for, for Independence Day. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, there you have it. This is a limited edition connect, collectible bobblehead. I like that. I, Eldon, I think I need one of these babies. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy what we do in That's America? I mean, it's amazing yeah. that somebody would create this, but they've learned that, hey, people are interested. People want to mock the system because they feel so disenfranchised otherwise, right? Yeah. Wasn't there something, uh, what was it, Trump on a stump? You ever hear about that one, yeah. that product, <laughs> Trump on a stump? That's right. That's where he does his best work when he's, you know, speaking. Yeah. You know. Trump on a stump. So right. that, that's sold out. Anyway, our prayers are with Sean Bradley and crew. Mm. All right, let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. We talked in the New American about how there's some incredible articles there. And we hinted at one a little bit last hour, but we didn't get to the real details that we need to get to. Um, Biden, New World Order promoter, slash swamp cabinet, pushing the Great Reset. An article in the New American. Ellen, let's start there, sir. Well, you know, when Biden ran for president, it was kind of like uh, when it seems like when when Clinton became president. I remember that he was just having, you know, oh, this is the first uh, Hispanic homosexual Native American. I mean, just on and on, right? This very specific group uh, to lead the Department of X Y Z. And that seems like uh, Biden has taken this to a new level. And the media has just said, oh, wow, it's the most diverse cabinet ever. And uh, such a way to go, Joe Biden. Um, But you look more deeply into it and you find out that, hey, these guys just, the vast majority of these people just happen to agree on one thing. We need 
to end the independence of the United States and our sovereignty and, and uh, merge into a world government, a new world order, as people like to call it. And we kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. Um, they happen to be uh, so many of them. Now, some of these have not been confirmed, but uh, so many of the members of the Council on Foreign Relations or the Trilateral Commission or have attended the, by invitation only, Bilderberger uh what do you call it, summit meeting that they have every year. Uh, so for people that maybe not are aware of that, pro- probably the most common or prominent of these groups of Council on Foreign Relations started in 1921 after the failed attempt to get the United States part of the United Nations, or well, League of Nations at that time, forerunner of the United Nations. Uh, that failed, and they said, well, we need to have this group that lays the groundwork for that. And that was the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, one of the people that started it was a man named Edward Mandel House, who was very influential over the Wilson administration and uh, somewhat over FDR before he passed away. Well, so, there you uh, have it. This a full is, intro. This is serious business. And this is where, you know, Biden's promotion of the New World Order against the United States, when he sworn an oath to uphold the Republic and protect our country from enemies, foreign and domestic. But we also need to talk about his swamp cabinet pushing the Great Reset. Okay, this reset's a problem as well. Uh, but he's putting a cabinet in place, um, what, under diversity, but it's not very diverse. They're all globalists. Yeah, and Trump was probably the first person in decades in, in the presidency to step back. He had some people that you might say were uh, globalist swamp dwellers, but much fewer than um, you know Clinton, Bush, all that. Uh, now Biden has just uh, said, okay, well now, now we're back to uh, uh, the way it was before. We're going to just uh, you know, put in uh, Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State. He's a member of the CFR and the Trilateral Commission. So both of those, uh, very globalist. Defense Secretary General Austin Lloyd, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, both of those people, members of the Council on Foreign Relations. And this, you know, mind you, this is a national organization which has about 4,000 people. That's a pretty small organization. But it just so happens that they have, they just basically pull out the, you know, the Rolodex or whatever it is nowadays electronically and say, well, you know, who from the Council on Foreign Relations can we bring in to uh, fill these spots? And that's, that's what's gone on. Um, it's it's something that is well. Back in 1993, Washington Post, Richard Harwood, he said the Council on Foreign Relations was the nearest thing we have to a ruling establishment in the United States. That's pretty strong, isn't it? It's over the top. I mean, it, 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 these are impeachable statements, don't you think? Well, certainly, if more people knew about. Uh, the role that the Council on Foreign Relations has played over the years and in influencing our country, kind of the power behind the throne, and especially in foreign policy. In other words, let me say this before we go to the next segment, and you can rock and roll on this a little further, okay. Eldon. <laughs> but let me just say this. It's become the shadow government. Right. Right. That's Good way really to put the, it. That's really the problem here. Okay. That is treasonous. When you swear an oath, hang tight. Eldon Stahl. Sam Bushman on your radio. Proclaiming liberty across the land. 
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The IRS will push its April 15th tax filing deadline to May 17th. The agency and Treasury Department announced in a joint statement Wednesday. The decision comes after lawmakers asked the IRS to postpone the deadline due to what is becoming one of the most complicated tax seasons in decades. Democrats are zeroing in on raising the corporate tax from its current 21% to 28% as one of the easiest ways to find new revenue for an infrastructure package. While most senators are signaling that President Biden's next big-ticket bill must come with a way to pay for it, the White House and its allies are growing confident they can get there in part by increasing corporate taxes. AMC Movie Theaters are planning to have nearly all of its U.S. theaters open by Friday, marking a milestone for the chain that dodged bankruptcy during the pandemic. The last remaining theaters it has left to reopen are mostly in Southern California, where health officials demanded cinemas stay closed. We are USA Radio News. Hey, James, that order just doubled. We've got to move fast here. Indeed. And those unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. Uh, somebody pick up that phone. Like at Lucas Gourmet Frozen Pizza Company, to operate at scale, he needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule, changing the world one life at a time. You guys, your customer service and everything, you guys are great. And the commercials talk about it, but I don't know if it really gives it true justice. People need to know, this is maybe the most amazing product I've ever tried. It's so pure, it tastes so good, I'm just blown away by it. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. As the surge of illegal immigrants cross our border, the Biden administration plans to house as many as 3,000 unaccompanied children in the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center in Dallas, Texas. John Clements from the Texas USA Radio News Bureau reports. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says the White House needs to answer some questions about setting up these so-called decompression centers. How long will these children be here? What countries have they come from and what COVID variants have they been exposed to? Are they being tested for COVID? And if so, how is the administration handling those who test positive? The children are believed to be mostly from Central America, with one newly arrived child identified as a six-year-old. The convention center is in the Dallas downtown historic district. The Internal Revenue Service has moved back tax day this year from April 15th to May 17th. We are USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Install with me, so I was saying the problem with the uh, <clears throat> Council on Foreign Relations is they become literally a shadow government, sir. Yeah, and there's two books I certainly would recommend to your uh, listeners. Uh, one is called The Shadows of Power by James Perloff, that came out in 1988, talks uh, mainly about the Council on Foreign Relations. But about 30 years later, a new book came out um, called In the Shadows of the Deep State. 
So Shadows of Power and then In the Shadows of the Deep State more recently. Uh, now, In the Shadows of the Deep State talks not just about the Council on Foreign Relations, but also the, um, the Brookings Institute, the Aspen Institute, the Trilateral Commission, all, Bohemian Grove even gets it, uh, mentions that. Uh, but all these different organizations that uh, really influence the, the power elite and uh, influence them toward the idea of, you know, we've got to have this world government. We've got to get rid of national sovereignty. We've got to uh, overturn religion. Uh, so many, you might say, big-ticket items for, uh, you know, that's long been held by the, the Marxists and the um, people that just want to uh, form this international, international government. But, uh, yeah, John J. McCoy, this is a little interesting quote from him. He, he was Assistant Secretary of War under FDR during World War II. And then he became, from 1953 to 1970, a long time, Chairman of the Council on Foreign Relations. He said, whenever we needed a man so to staff the FDR administration, whenever, whenever we needed a man, we thumbed through the role of the Council, Council on Foreign Relations members, and put a through a call to New York. Isn't that a strong statement there? Whenever we needed a man, we just called Council on Foreign Relations and said, okay, who we got? And not much has changed since then. Well, and it just goes to show that when I say shadow government, that's the point. <clears throat> and what it really does is act as a launching pad for elections uh, that circumvents the true vetting process that would take place uh, in all kinds of other venues, um, caucusing, et cetera, would be kind of the point. And they've circumvented that. Mm -hmm. What they've done is they've kind of uh, trained them and, and, and groomed them in the Council on Foreign Relations. And then what they do is they fund them with big money so that they can kind of slide in on the money gravy train as opposed to being vetted uh, and being uh, you know offered up by um, the citizens of the United States. It's more of a good old boys network that circumvents that whole System and that's why I call it a shadow government because it, yeah. it blurs all the lines of the normal uh, way Americans would like to vet their candidates, etc., and, and circumvents every bit of that. Well, imagine if you had even a few of the members of, let's say, the Trump administration, and they just happen to be members of, I don't know, let's say, the John Birch Society, a private organization. Uh, or imagine if many of them were part of the John Birch. Wouldn't that be big news? Huge news. Wouldn't that, yeah, it'd be huge news. The, the media would just be freaking out like, oh, this organization, this private organization is just populating the, uh, the cabinet with uh, people that are, you know, sympathizers of its agenda. So we need to do an investigation. We need to have a congressional investigation into this because this is, you know, somehow subversive. And frankly, not that directly, but back in the 60s, they were afraid that, you know what, we were putting candidates up legitimately, transparently, though, uh, through the John Birch Society. People were understanding who was communist and who was not. And the John Birch Society got taken out to a great degree by the media back then. Thank heavens for the stalwart, stable organizing efforts of good people in the JBS, but they literally tried to create a, a shutdown, a, a complete obliteration of the John Birch Society uh, back in the 60s because the John Birch Society was so effective at stopping uh, communism from growing in America and stuff like that. This is a big deal. Yeah, it was a big tack on, on the John Birch Society uh, and at that time, and um, many people lived at that time, they remember that the media was so heavy attacking the society that it was just... Uh, 
Um, they didn't necessarily know why, <laughs> but they thought, hmm, I guess I should try to avoid those people. I don't know why. All right. Well, the Great Reset is something else we need to kind of highlight in this article really quick. They're really sure. pushing for a reset. That's, that's everything. It's a jubilee. Uh, I call it Operation Jubilee. Um, it's criminal. And what they're really trying to do is reset everything in America that we've held dear. Money, everything, aren't they? Yeah, it's, I guess, a euphemism, I would say, for world revolution, world socialist revolution. Uh, getting people to rethink all kinds of things and, and to say, okay, we've got to have a, um, uh, well, Marx called it a social revolution, uh, just uh, upending society and re- remaking it in, its own, in his own image uh, so that he could establish socialism. Uh, that's what, really what we're talking about here. And right at the uh, they, very start of the show, I mentioned that they're trying to just overwhelm us with so much news that it's hard to function. But, folks, you can, you can, uh, in my opinion, steer your way through all the subterfuge, all the confusion. You can make this very simple indeed. If you read thenewamerican.com, you'll get a great, great handle on that. Stopping the Great Reset's important. Understanding that they're undermining their oaths of office everywhere they're promoting for a global reset a new world order a jubilee they're using the cabinet so the swamp cabinet pushing this great reset but you know what states are starting to wake up and push back which is the good news let's get an update on nullification and what state legislative bodies are doing right now because that's really where the fight's happening uh, right now where we have the ability to make an impact elder yeah, there's some really interesting things going on. Uh, people, the legislatures are starting to wake up and say, you know what, we uh, we're, we're not going to take it anymore, so to speak. So that's been a, a real good thing here, where I am in in Wyoming. We've actually got a couple of different ones. One's called the Wyoming Sovereignty Act. It's patterned after the Texas Sovereignty Act. Uh, another similar one was uh, introduced in South Dakota. But basically, those bills are comprehensive. They would uh, established a, a legislative joint committee to evaluate federal actions and say, hmm, does this comport with uh, the delegated powers in the Constitution or not? And then it would go to the state Senate and the state House, and if the majority in those, uh, in those bodies would agree, then it would be declared unconstitutional. And then the, the state officers would be prohibited from helping implement any of those federal actions. And this is really a, a method that uh, Madison, he, he said the, these, uh, the power of nullification is uh, powerful and at hand is the term he used. So pretty, pretty blunt language, powerful and at hand, not just uh, something that's uh, kind of theoretical, that the states can do by simply just refusing to help the feds implement their agenda. Uh, so that's, that's been really positive. Another one, though, in Wyoming is the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Uh, Senate File 81, and that one actually, I, I was surprised. It got through committee, and unfortunately, the the Sheriff's Association decided to oppose that, but it, it got 5-0 to zero through committee, so it's on to the Senate floor. It's going to be heard there. Um, but it would, this one would nullify, even going back to the 1934 uh Firearms Act, I can't remember the exact term under FDR that he had, and also the 1968 um, Act, but also future uh, federal firearms things. They just say, if you're, if you're in law enforcement, you're trying to enforce infringements on our Second Amendment rights, then uh, you could actually lose your job as a law enforcement person. So, <laughs> pretty strong. 
Uh, it's really encouraging to see. Um, well, and there's more where that came from too. For example, yeah. Utah oh, yeah. just um, jettisoned their um, uh, their permit to have concealed carry. Now they've got a constitutional uh, concealed or constitutional carry law. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, progress, right? Yeah, and that's. I guess you would say that's a form of nullification. They're not going to, um, uh, as a state. By, they're by not the gonna... way, just to be clear on the gun acts, it's the National Firearms Act of 1934, and it's the Gun Control Act of 1968. Just to you know, if people want to look it up, go ahead. Oh, go good. Ahead. Yeah, I'm glad you got those uh, yeah, off the top of your head. The National that's, that's Firearms really Act, by the way. National Firearms Act. That's right. You know, one neat thing that's happening right now, if you live in Arizona, or maybe have friends in Arizona, uh, contact, have them contact their state legislators and support House Bill 2877. It's called the Roe versus Wade is Unconstitutional Act. So pretty explanatory what that's about. But basically, it would nullify the entire federal abortion regime and allow Arizona to ban abortions under the Constitution as properly interpreted. Uh, you know, Boy, previous, need that, sir. Yeah, so this is a little different approach. Remember Alabama passed something that basically um, outlawed all abortions? Yes, then well, the courts melted down over it, but yes. Yeah, right. So so that was a little less effective because their hope was to try to uh, get the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade. In Arizona, this this bill is a different approach. They're just coming out and saying, you know, Roe versus Wade is unconstitutional. We're not going to support it. We're not going to have any of our state officers support it. And the fact is, with dual sovereignty in mind, based on Richard Mack's great Tenth Amendment decision written by Anthony Scalia, the states have every right to do that if they choose. And no doubt pro-death is anti-government and unconstitutional. Pro-life is the only stance government should take. Their whole goal to protect life, liberty, and property, right? Hang tight, Eldon. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen 
like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Yes, it is, and I'm Sam Bushman. Ladies and gentlemen, Eldon Stahl with me. He is with the John Birch Society. He's a field coordinator, doing a great job. In other words, this guy is daily telling the tale of liberty, working with people and memberships and at a bunch of incredible events. And I mean, the guy's everywhere. JBS.org is the website for the John Birch Society. New, TheNewAmerican.com is the website for the incredible magazine. And that's the articles that we're kind of quoting from uh, here, ladies and gentlemen. We need to really understand that nullification is a legitimate, proper check and balance mechanism to restore the Republican legislative bodies at the state level are doing a phenomenal job in many ways, starting to stand up and say, hey, wait a minute, you can't do that. Wait a minute, we never delegated power on the federal level for that. Wait a minute, we have a state constitution that you're violating. Wait a minute, we, and really we're seeing a sea change in not only an understanding, but in a willingness to stand up that we haven't seen in recent times. And is it enough? Not even maybe. Is it significant and noteworthy? And should we applaud and support and do all we can to advance those efforts? Without a doubt, Eldon. Yeah, that's right. And and I, I'm encouraged to see, I want to congratulate our, our members and supporters in Wyoming. They've uh, successfully defeated, once again, efforts to uh, call a constitutional convention and, but more and more people are starting to see that uh, nullification is a viable and effective way of reining in the federal government, much better than saying, oh, let's change the Constitution. So uh, let's, let's look at solutions that, are, uh, that the founders actually recommended, not something that uh, uh, we've been told by activist lawyers or something that uh, uh, supposedly the founders said we should do. Imagine that, this idea that, hey, the Constitution is not the enemy. In fact, it is the solution. And if we turn That's to it, right. great things happen. Imagine an idea like that. It's absolutely spot-on correct. Now, by the way, the deep state, yep. though, has lorded over us for so long, and their election fraud to jettison Donald Trump, their lies in the impeachment committee that got uh, promoted by fake news and then carried forward in the impeachment trial have been exposed. We're starting to expose who they are, but you know what? They think they have this thing wrapped up. Deep State boasts of conspiracy against Donald Trump in 2020 election, Eldon. Yeah, this is uh, should be actually national news. Uh, this article came out uh, February 15th in Time magazine, and it was uh, it was a piece that basically admitted that. Oh, yeah, sure, we ridiculed Donald Trump for saying that there was a conspiracy to overthrow his. Uh, his presidency, uh, but now you know a couple months later, now that uh, Joe Biden is is uh, acting as president, uh, we're going to say, yeah, actually there was a conspiracy to overthrow um, Trump, and so it's uh, but so what is their but so what is kind of their um, inference, right? Yeah, but so what? <laughs> so 
Uh, so they're kind of thumbing their nose at, the, at all these people that said, well, you know, people were um, conspiring to overthrow the Trump presidency. Uh, but now they're, you know, they're proud of it. They said, well, um, look what we did. We, uh, they, ter- how do they term? We preserved, we protected democracy. Oh, great. Yeah, we protected democracy by overthrowing elections. That's right. We're not even a democracy. But uh, so there's there's a couple of things going on there. But but uh, here's kind of a, a little thing they said here. It said a well-funded cabal. This is from the article. A well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perception, change rules and laws. We saw that certainly. Fear media coverage and control the flow of information so that's one way they've described it uh this is this should be pretty big news um but here's another example of yes there is a group of people behind the scenes working to pull the strings and you know if it's not obvious now at least by reading this article per person should realize that uh yeah, we better get involved because there's people that are even power, more powerful than the presidency. Now, here's what the kind of story articulates, if you will, in The New American. So The New American is basically telling you that there's a Time Magazine article basically kind of laughing, mocking, lording over us, and they're admitting it in the Times article. The New American is highlighting this and bringing this to your attention. Okay, but here's what it says. Now that they think their anointed is safely enthroned at the White House. Think about that. Now that they think their anointed is safely enthroned in the White House, the deep state, through its propaganda mouthpiece, Time Magazine, is gloating. They're laughing. They're mocking. They're going, we did it by hook, by crook, by fraud, by whatever. It doesn't matter. So what? We did it. We got it done. And here's how we did it. But what do you do? Go to court? Aaron. Just go to court and look at this thing and get to the bottom of it. But this is treason. No. It is. It is. It's uh, um, just undermining our our system of government, uh, very much trying to overthrow a free people. Changing state laws, they said, right? Recruiting armies of poll workers. Successfully pressuring social media companies to take a harder line against disinformation and using, and use, uh, using data-driven strategies to fight viral smears. <laughs> oh, that's such a nice way to put it, right? So basically, uh, controlling the media and controlling the laws to try to overthrow the election. And that's what was done. That's what was done. Uh, so... I think the less, one of the lessons is we've got to very carefully choose which media we listen to or wh- which media we watch. Because In, these, in my opinion, yeah. what you can do, Eldon, is you can take the line items of how they did it, and yep. those are the areas that we need to focus on strengthening our resolve, strengthening our understanding. So as you mentioned, the media, for instance, 
we got to be careful what media we listen to, but we've also got to make sure that we double down and stand for incredible alternatives, which we've been doing for over 25 years. But I'm saying people need to fund us. People need to help grow the new media. The new media needs to take center stage. In other words, it's great to say everybody should listen to something else, but until we provide great things for them to listen to, it's pretty hard to make that claim. So we've got a lot right. of work to do in terms of building our own organizations, our own establishments, our own systems, our own media, our own platforms, our own uh schools, our own, I could go on and on, right? But we need to really yep. look at their playbook and say that's exactly what we need to be doing, but with our views in mind, with our goals in mind. Yeah, so you've got the media side of it. You've also got the legal side of it, where they try to change these laws. We need to restore election integrity as well. Uh, make sure that we get involved and, and you know push for voter ID, push for in-person voting, paper ballots, all those things, right? Uh, reinstate the precinct. Uh, we've we've got a campaign with the John Birch Society that people can get involved in if they want to. Um, but so those are those are two big areas, right? The media and the uh, the voter integrity side of things. But they really targeted it, and of course uh, social media as well. Um, don't support the cancel culture. Don't support trying to censor people. Um, that's you know, they certainly tried to do that to try to overturn uh, the Trump election. Uh, we need to really be mindful. We've, we've got people that are trying to um, trying to subvert our country in, in many ways. And this is a, a great example. No matter how many line items we talk about, really, at the at the end of the day, it all comes back to education is the core. You know, I think the education yes. is the great arm for solutions. And at the end of that education alarm is a bunch of these different topics on one hand. You know, um, yep. schools, all comes. media, et cetera, elections, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it, it all comes down to this education about what the proper role of constitutional government is, how our checks and balance systems really work, what the oath of office really means, um, what the Constitution really says. All these fundamental basics come back to this education alarm that is the core of the solution. That and a moral people who obey their God. Yeah, that's right. That's very true. And, uh, well, one other thing, who helped fund this? Um, the uh, Chamber of Commerce and the, and the big labor, AFL-CIO. So a uh, person wants to be very mindful of, uh, well, who do you support? To, do you support the Chamber of Commerce? What is their agenda? <laughs> uh, but certainly we need to be well-educated. The media, the schools, everything. Uh, we need to be very aware of and, and uh, not just say, well, okay, I guess I'll just send my kid to the public school and uh, I'm going to assume that they're going to come out. Okay, I'm going to watch the nightly news and assume that it's giving me straight up information rather than something that's uh, propaganda. And I'm going to assume if I vote and I take my duty seriously and I vote that that's all I got to do. No, you've got to make sure the integrity of the vote happens. We've learned that, sadly. Exactly. And it's been true that these elections have been tampered with for a long time. But Americans now, it's become a household discussion, a household understanding that, hey, there's it's rotten in Denmark here. And so when we uh, become aware of these things via the media, via these educational opportunities, then it's time to say, what are you going to do with that knowledge that you have now? Are you going to just say nothing and do nothing? Are you going to let evil prosper because good men do nothing? Or are you going to start to say, wait a minute, I've got a duty, I've got an obligation, I've got a moral responsibility here that transcends left-right politics, that transcends Republicans and Democrats, that transcends any of the divide lines they want to put in place for us, that says, look, it isn't about any of your divide lines. It is about the proper role of government. 
It is about God. It is about family. It is about country. It is about protecting life, liberty, and property. These are the things that it's about, and none of those fault lines matter a tinker's darn, Eldon. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, I, this is really an exciting time, Sam. I get people, I don't know how it is for other organizations, but I get people contact me pretty regularly now, and they're saying, you know, I've been on the sidelines for a while. Now I feel it's time to get involved. I see that there's there's no uh, alternative. I need to get involved or we're going to lose our country. Uh, that's a really exciting time. There's a great awakening happening right now. And I would certainly encourage your, your, your listeners to get involved. Of course, check out the John Burr Society, the New American. There's many good organizations and media outlets out there, but uh, certainly, you know, want to put a plug in for JBS and, and uh, because it's very um, for so many years the John Burr Society has been leading the charge the tip of the spear on so many issues that you owe it to yourself to check it out at least the JBS ladies and gentlemen has been not only the tip of the spear for a long time but I'm telling you right now they have proven their moxie they have proven to be steady to be reliable to be resourceful to be uh, they're full of grit they're full of humility. They're full of dedication. All the right words. But, but they've done it for decades to where, you know what? This is no joke. They have a true, uh, incredible role to play. And they have become the, uh, one of the great go-to resources. JBS.org is the website. Just like it sounds, JBS.org. And if you want to check out the magazine and subscribe, etc., cetera, um, thenewamerican.com is where you get that done. The New American. We're not talking about illegal immigrants with the New American. We're just talking about, hey, you'll become a New American when you understand your God-given rights <laughs> and that government has a duty to uphold those rights and nothing more. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So thenewamerican.com right. is the magazine. Eldon Stahl with us. He is my regional director, uh, field director for the JBS, doing a phenomenal job joining us monthly on your radio. Eldon, thank you, sir. Great content, my friend. Oh, thank you so much, and looking forward to it again. There he goes, Eldon Stahl, doing a phenomenal job. For Sam, Eldon, Brian, you, get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right. God save the republic. <laughs>